Blog Talk Radio. Politics will never be the same. Welcome to the War Room with Big Sarge and J5O. We talk politics, world events, and the disease they call liberalism. Join us every Friday for our roundtable discussion as two conservatives and two liberals go head-to-head on three topics. Also, join our Saturday open topic discussions and call in to comment or discuss anything that you like. Both shows go live at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays and Saturdays. Remember, the War Room is live and unedited. They don't call this the War Room for nothing, folks. Now here's your host and co-host, Big Sarge and J5O. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the War Room with Big Sarge and J5O. We got a lot of guests already calling into the station. Uh, I can't believe uh, we already got the three on the line uh, that I got on hold here right now. Uh, one is a really great friend of mine that I'm going to bring in here uh, from Arizona. And, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we got J5O on the line. Jay, say hey to everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up tonight? Glad to have everybody on here. We're going to have a great show tonight. Good, good. No, uh, no, no police uh, uh, siren sound tonight. <laughs> <laughs> After the day I've had today, man, I'm just glad to be here. Good, good. Well, we're definitely uh, happy that you're here as well. Tonight is open topic discussion as uh, Big Sergeant J5O tackle the tough issues that normal talk shows are afraid to talk about. Please call into our show. The number is 929-477-1432, as this is an open topic night, ladies and gentlemen. That means anybody can call in. Anybody can talk about anything they want to. Again, that number is 929-477-1432-1432. And liberals, don't be afraid to call in. Grow some balls. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, again, please call into the show. We can discuss, comment, or debate any of the topics that we are currently discussing. Or if you've got a topic of your own, we'll uh, definitely uh, talk to you about that as well. This is a two-hour show that will make you think, keep your mind rolling, and we might change a thought or two, unless, of course, you're a liberal. The topics are hot and the people are intelligent. This is an adult show and not for the faint of heart. We don't call this the war room for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, you got to love some Fleetwood Mac, that's for damn sure. I want to thank everybody for all the support. This is only our third episode uh, for the War Room. Now, as you uh, know, we rebranded from Left to Right, Left Radio um, into the War Room. And um, since we have rebranded, uh, let me tell you, it has been such a pleasure to see 
all the comments, all the positive comments received from we have been receiving from the right, and believe it or not, yes, from the left. So um, it's it's great that uh, you know we can have our roundtable Friday discussions, and the conservatives and the liberals can talk amongst each other, debate amongst each other, and still at the end of the show, uh, thank each other uh, for a great time. We had yesterday 18 folks, ladies and gentlemen, 18 people in our caller queue, and we had over 1,000 people listening to us all over the world at the same time. It was, uh, it was a great night last night. We're hoping that we can live up to your expectations again tonight. Well, we'll definitely try. Again, everybody, this is an open topic discussion night. Please feel free to call in. Don't be scared. Uh, Jay and I don't bite. Well, I don't know about Jay, but I know I don't bite. <laughs> I, only bite, I only bite when asked and it's nibbling <laughs> There you go And again the call in number for those that are listening in right now Is uh, area code 929-477-1432 That number again is 929-477-1432 Again please feel free to call in at any time during the show We do have a chat room All you got to do is go to blogtalkradio.com Look up uh the uh, War Room with Big Sarge. Click on uh, our current episode. That br- should bring you right to the ch- chat room uh, below. And uh, all you have to do is register for an account, or you can just look log in as a guest. And um, the only thing you can't do as a guest in a chat room is comment or, or type in the chat room as a guest, but you can see everything that goes on. So um, we, uh, we implore that everybody please utilize the chat room. I'm telling you, there's some great conversations going on in there. We do field questions, and we do field comments um, from the chat room, as uh, Jay has a good handle on the chat room for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Please follow us on blogtalkradio.com and come by our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash forward slash warroom101. That address, again, is www.facebook.com forward slash warroom101. Say that five times fast. We also have a Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash thewarroom101 or at thewarroom101. So sit back, relax, and join us in the war room because politics will never be the same. Politics will never be the same. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the War Room with Big Sarge. Come join Big Sarge as he discusses politics, current events, and the disease that is called liberalism. This is the only show that lets liberals and conservatives debate important topics. Every show is live and unedited. They don't call this the War Room for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's your host. Big star. Well, that wasn't the one that I had in the queue, but you know what? Oh, well, <laughs> well I guess we got a double whammy on that one today, Jay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I need to find a way to get rid of that one out of the queue because I, I don't know why that uh, BTR wants to play that one completely over and over again. I had a 10-second plug. Um, and actually an intro mid that I was going to put that I actually hit play on. And for some reason it played that well, I mean, oh, well, well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess you get the point. You're here on the war room with uh, big Sarge and, uh, and J five O. All right. Today in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Trump, president Trump, sorry, uh, decided he wanted to visit us. 
in our great state, the communist, what I like to call the communist commonwealth of Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, it was great to see that he wanted to do his 100-day mark here in Pennsylvania, in Harrisburg, because he won such a um, he wants by such a landslide here in in the state, and this this state hasn't been taken by a Republican since 1988, so almost 20 years. Uh, so that's something that uh, you know that's uh, I, I really didn't think that uh, Trump was the, even going to get elected in the first place because, you know, you know I'm glad he got elected. Don't get me wrong, and and of course those of you who know me. Um, in the beginning, I wasn't a very big Trump supporter. I really didn't like anything that we had on deck there. But you know what? The more and more that I listened to him, the more and more that, uh, you know, he talked during the debates, um, the more and more he made sense. And you know what? Maybe it's about time we did have an outsider. And we'll talk more about that later. But anyhow, he came to Harrisburg and uh, and it was really great to listen to him. Boy, I'll tell you what, that his vice president uh, Pence can sure in the hell put on a really great show, and um, and he can. Um, I, I don't know if you listened to any of it, Jay. I know you were out at the uh, um, the Saints training camp today, which I'm sure you had a lot of fun out there. Um, but uh, if you get a chance, uh, definitely listen to some of the highlights and listen to his speech. Uh, listen to Pence, boy. I mean, he got the crowd rolling. He got the crowd pumped up before Trump came out. I mean, it was freaking amazing. Now, Absolutely, dude. I hate that I missed it, man, but uh, I'll go back and check it out. Absolutely. Good, good. Yeah, you definitely need to because uh, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, he picks such a great vice president. And every time Pence comes out and says something about Trump, it's so positive. It's not condescending. Um, it, it, it just pumps you up. You, you know, you're, you're ready for Trump to come out. Now, I think today during Trump's speech, and uh, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later on as we talk about his 100 days in office. But today during his uh, speech, I believe he got a little bit further into the you know, media bashing that I would have liked to, to have seen. I would have liked to have, have, uh, have him talk about, excuse me, about some of the issues out there. But it's Trump, so you never know what you're going to get when, <laughs> you know, when he gets up to the stage. Ain't that right, Jay? <laughs> Every time, dude. He always some, has something uh... – we say enlightening to say. Yeah, exactly. And it's usually uh, uh, something that uh, you never, uh, like you said, you never know what the hell he's going to say. And you know what? You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Jay definitely is fighting both sides of the spectrum there between the Republicans and the Democrats. So um, Trump's tough. So I'm hot about something. I'm really pissed off about something. And I hope mayor Pappenfuse, I've tagged him a few times in a lot of posts on the war room today I hope Mayor Pappenfuse, um, Patty Kim, and uh, a lot of the other state representatives, uh, DeSantos, which is a Republican, uh, um, um, Casey, which is a Democrat, a a federal senator, that's Casey. I hope every each and every one of you heard exactly what I said today because I called each and every one of you people out today. It pained me that a Harrisburg mayor, that a mayor of any city, no matter if you're Democrat, or Republican, wouldn't come to an airport to greet the President of the United States. It pisses me off. You know what? That the Democrats always sit there and talk about bipartisanship, always talking about crossing party lines, always talking about maybe agreeing on this, agreeing on that. Why can't the Republicans come across uh, party lines? You know, pot kettle black. You know, I just pissed off that you are a mayor of a capital city in a state. 
Instead of being over, which he was today, he was over protesting with the Antifa folks and the anti-feminist uh, femi- group and, uh, and, and another um, anti-Trump rally that they had across the street from the farm show complex today where Trump was speaking. He was sitting there giving speeches against the president of the United States, which was just right across the street. Now, to me, as somebody that's a constituent in, in your city, that's freaking disrespectful. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care if you're a freaking Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. Even if you're a Republican and a Democratic president showed up to put a rally in your own city, I don't care if he called it a war zone because – Frankly, Harrisburg is a war zone half the time because uh, all they got to do is go into 13th Street and Allison Hill. And, um, you know, if uh, you're any color than black, you're going to get shot. And I don't mean that in a racial undertone at all. So before you liberals, before you libtards and you Democrats out there decide you want to get a wild hair up your ass and decide, oh, my God, he's a racist, yada, yada, yada. No, it's a matter of fact. You just don't go in that area. And I'll tell you what, it's already moved down into the second street area. You know, you can't go there without getting either either jumped by thugs, uh, uh, jumped by gangbangers or, um, or or shot. I mean, he had every reason to call it a, a, a war a war zone. But you know what? Let's put that aside. Let's go back to what I was talking about and then we'll get on the show and I'll let Billy Montana come on and we'll go down our caller list here. But I have to get this off my chest before I completely explode. I do not give a shit. Whether or not you're Republican, whether or not you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican and the president happens to be Democrat, he shows up to your city and you're a mayor, you better damn well be at that freaking airport showing up and saying, welcome to my city, Mr. President. You're a Democrat president and a Republican president shows up or an independent or even if it's a president you don't agree with, you have to be a leader of your city. You have to be a leader of your constituents. And stand up and say, look what I'm doing. This is the right thing to do. Welcome to our city, Mr. President. You know, we don't know. You can say and you can dispute what he says, what the president says all the time. And, and you know what? That's your right, even as a mayor. That's your right as a Democrat. That's your right as a Republican or whatever you identify with. <laughs> don't get me started on identity cases. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got me cranked up there. But the fact of the matter is it. It's very disrespectful, and it pisses me off when you have to when you have to beg, um, be tolerant, and I use that word loosely. The tolerant left; these people say that they're the most tolerant people, you know, um, you know, in America. <laughs> it's completely the freaking opposite, and I'm so sick and tired of it. And you know what? Today, I guarantee you, I will do three things. I'm going to, number one, make sure that I expose the Antifa, at least the local Antifa um, groups here in the Harrisburg area, on, on, um, on what they do and what they don't do as far as uh, being an organization. I'm going to expose them for who they really are. Number one, I'm going to make sure that, President, or that, uh, excuse me, that Mayor Papenfus uh, does not get reelected. I'm going to try everything I can to get somebody in there who actually gives a crap about the damn city, whether or not he wants to. And you know what? It's really crazy, Jay, because today he was with the Black Lives Matter guys in Harrisburg as well, trying to get the black vote. And you know what? Oh, absolutely. It just, it just pisses me off that we don't see him doing anything 
at all for any any amount of time until it's time for uh, to it's time you know to to get him out there and and, and try to you know uh, pander for votes. It, it's really it's really discerning. And number three, any of you feminists that are here in the Harrisburg area better have your shit straight because I'm going to tell you what I'm going to call your asses out. I completely agree with your first amendment right to protest. I don't dispute that at all. And um, as far as I'm concerned, everybody has a right to protest. Now the choice is yours, whether or not you do it correctly, the choice is yours, whether or not what you say is true or not true. It's completely up to you. Trump did something that president Obama has hardly ever did. And I went back and I looked at the videos because I wanted to make sure what I was talking about before I said this, I seen him get off the plane today, um, Air Force One here in Harrisburg International Airport, and I went back to some of the other videos that he had. What he did um, kind of brought a tear to my eye as a U.S. Army veteran. He got off the plane. There were two Air Force, um, there were two Air Force soldiers that were at the bottom of um, his stairs. Of course, they rendered the salute to the president as he comes off. Trump turned around, saluted both of them. And then, you know, uh, unrendered his salute and turned around and walked away. The politicians were waiting for Trump um, in an area, and there was a whole bunch of troops um, waiting for Trump in another area. Trump totally bypassed the politicians, which if I was a politician, I'd have been okay with this anyhow. It went over to where the troops were, and he was taking selfies with the troops. (laughs) That's leadership. that is 110%. I don't care where you're coming from. That is leadership 110%. I've never seen Obama do that. And I went back and um, to tell you the truth, I've seen Bush number two do it. Bush number one was about 50% of the time he did it. And uh, Clinton was about uh, 50% of the time when he did it. So I went back and I actually looked through a couple of the presidents all the way back to, uh, um, to Bill Clinton. So with regards to that, you hardly ever seen Obama do it. And um, I really didn't notice it until I had seen Trump do it today. And I was like, you know, what? wow, let me go back and double check that before I open my damn mouth and uh, spew something that's not true. But you know what? It certainly is 110 percent true. And I don't give a shit who calls in today. I, I implore any libtard to call in today and try to dispute what I just said. All right. I'm ready for you if you want to come in. And so is Jay. All right. So. Um, Democrats are more inclined to divide us more than unite us. So much for the tolerant left. It is more popular to go against the president than cross party lines to, um, to unite the country. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm a hard believer in this, the more and more I see this happening, the more and more I get pissed off in the two-party system. I'm just pissed off at it. I can't stand it. I think it's a detriment to the United States of America. I think it's a detriment to the people. I don't think we're properly represented. I don't even believe that a lot of the politicians give two shits about the Constitution. And um, it's a breath of fresh air to have a Trump in office. And you know what? And let me tell you what. A lot of the left and a lot of the right give Trump a lot of shit. You know, he's not presidential. He doesn't talk presidential. Well, you know what? I'm sick and tired of of freaking politicians coming up trying to talk presidential in your face and doing something completely different behind your freaking back. You know, it just pisses me off. 
And to answer your question, Jay, yes, I do think Trump is going to pull a second term. He's already campaigning for it. All right. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whew, I, I, I'm on my, uh, <laughs> I'm on my uh, platform today, but I had to get that off my chest because that's something very personal to me. I'm sick and tired of seeing the Antifa, which we're going to talk about today in our, in our show. I'm sick and tired of seeing the left talk about how tolerant they are. I'm, I'm actually tired of some of the right who think, think that they are, are, are freaking tolerant as well, and they're not. You know, I kind of view myself as center-right. And um, it's well, it's getting very discerning in today's society. Hold on, Jay. I'll let you talk in just a second, sir. Um, it's getting very discerning in today's society to see that our politicians that we keep um, voting in and in. And let me ask you guys, ladies and gentlemen, a question. And this is more towards the liberal left than anything. Why the hell do you freaking people keep re um, – Revoting in people like Nancy Pelosi. I call her Nazi Pelosi. Why the hell do you constantly, uh, Harry Reid, uh, John McCain, I just don't freaking get it. Where are all these people at? Where are all these idiots? They're usually spread one to a village, but now the idiots are every freaking where you just can't. And uh, all right, I'm, I'm off my <laughs> rant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Jay if he has anything to add to that. And then I'm going to go ahead and get to our, our two callers we have. Go ahead, Jay. Well, actually, you said uh, earlier you, during your uh, wonderful rant that um, the left is not tolerant, though they, uh, they say that they are. I believe the left is extremely tolerant. I believe that the left um, are probably some of the most tolerant people that I've ever been around, as long as you're agreeing with their agenda. <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Wow. Yeah. As long as you're in as long as you're in line with uh with what they're talking about, greatest people in the world, they're gonna sit there and they're gonna back you up and they're gonna back you up hardcore. Um which is I think a big problem we have on uh, the conservative side is uh a lot of people wanna talk hard, but when it comes down to it they back down because they don't want to hurt people's feelings because we're in this big PC society right now to where everybody's scared to say what's on their mind. And uh you know, the liberals, they're going to say what they think, and then they're going to back it up. And it doesn't matter what kind of uh, logic they need to use to back it up. They're going to say what they want to say, when they want to say it, and they're going to sit here and, and defend it, no matter how asinine it is. Right, right. And you know what? I'd like to think that, um, that, I'm, that I'm a pretty good guy when it comes down to it. And, you know, I'd like to try to look at things uh, pretty objectively, you know. Let's ask Jack. I'm a pretty good guy, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how much fun we can have together. <laughs> All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get, uh, let's get on with the show here. I want to introduce you to a very personal friend of mine, and I see 630 and 404 on the air. And trust me, I haven't forgot about you guys. We're going to get you on here in just a second. Um, but uh, before we do that, um, he has been in radio for many years, uh, the voice of Arizona. Uh, he's a great guy, a personal friend of mine. Um, I love him to death. Uh, Billy Montana, Billy, uh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, really good. Uh, what'd you think about my little rant? 
Well, I think you're getting your underwear in a bunch, but you have the right to do that because in America, when you get your underwear in a short, that means you're going to walk short, you're going to sit crooked, and you're going to have to change your underwear every day because the politicians are constantly constantly uh, pulling some kind of bullshit. They're shoving their all-American red, white, and blue dick up your American ass. No wonder the American people have their underwear in a bunch. No wonder they're pissed off. Matter of fact, i got to tell you, by the way, I do appreciate you uh, bringing me on the air um, here on your show tonight. And it's true. You know, Trump this, Trump that. Hey, we got to Trump something. And the American people spoke. <laughs> the American people spoke. They did. They spoke. In the 2016 elections, the American people said, you know what? Fuck you. We've had enough. Okay? And, and and so the American people spoke. Now, wait a minute. We have a problem. You know, the Democrats are all pissed off. They got their underwear in a bunch. Now they're walking crooked and everything and thing like that. But on top of that, um, the Republicans, they're crying over, you know, the past eight years. We can't get anything done. We can't get anything done. You know, right now we have control of everything. Now these jack-offs, they'll... Can we uh, change, you know, get rid of Obamacare? Uh, Can we make a decision? The president's doing it. He's doing executive orders like uh, any other president in the history of our country. He's moving forward. One thing that I have to say is that President Trump, is he a politician? Nope. Is he a businessman? You betcha. Nancy Pelosi, what did she build? What did Hillary Clinton build? What did George W. Bush build? What did um, President Clinton build? Nothing. Nothing at all. But yet President Trump, he wants to trump America. He wants America to trump over the world, to bring back our jobs, to give us the liberty, the Constitution, and to lower taxes, to bring businesses back into this country, to give back the jobs that the left-wing wackos took away from us by tacking us <laughs> out the ass. What do you think, Big Sarge? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I'm going to get uh, area code 404 on the line here. 404, you're on air. What do you What do you think about everything? Uh, tell us your thoughts, everybody. Tell us who you are. How y'all doing? Well, this is Naj in Atlanta. Uh, Naj, what's up, I, buddy? <laughs> not much, man. For, firstly, I'll say I, I didn't know if I was welcome until I heard you say both of these parties are a problem. We got a two-party issue. Uh, when I hear that from people who are on the center right or libertarians, then I feel like we can have an engaging conversation because then I think they really get it. Uh, The two parties are the problem, not your particular team. We kind of fall into this trap where it's like football, where we say, oh, my team is better and your team sucks, when it's like, no, both teams suck. And they create a system to where other third-party groups can't get in because they raise the benchmarks every year on the amount of money, signatures, and everything else they have to get to be viable. So the biggest issue to me is the two parties. I hate them both equally, and I don't have any kind words for either party. Now, as far as what you guys are talking about now, why we have Trumpism and why kind of, you know, this whole thing is kind of spread throughout here and Europe, really what you're looking at is the effects of globalization on the population that it's uh, springing from. So people mm-hmm. are saying, look, man, we've lost jobs under this. Why is this good policy? Why do we think? Uh, we should be a part of this so-called global, globalized economy. 
because people don't see the returns. The industries did. They did well. They could find low-wage workers all over the globe and then turn around and tell you you should be happy because you get cheaper products. Well, who the hell wants cheaper products without better wages or or a job that you used to have? So, you know, your your uneducated grandfather could get a job at a factory working his back for sweat and and make enough to, you know, raise a family and have a home. Uh, That doesn't exist now. Like, you need a specialized degree to make a certain amount of money in America, and that's bringing back diminishing returns. So things have to change. And sadly, I don't think Trump will be the one to be able to do it because I don't think one man in one office can do it. I think we're talking about huge systemic shifts that have to happen for us to really have a viable marketplace where everybody has an opportunity to do something. And if you're willing to work, uh, you can create an opportunity for your life. But right now, man, we're just dealing with the fallout from everything, and that's why the political parties worldwide are being condemned and pushed to the side because people are tired of it. Right, and two things on that. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. Globalization is is killing uh, killing our country. It's not only killing our country. It's killing a lot of countries across the world. And, uh, you know, you got to look at it this way. Uh, We're going across the seas for cheaper wages, and, and they're saying you get a cheaper product. But if you don't have a job, how the hell are you going to be able to afford that cheaper product in the first place? <laughs> yeah, man. The second yeah, thing man. is – Yeah, man, it's the most ivory tower thinking you ever hear. Sorry, though. It, yeah, that's all right. And the second thing is in, in regards to the two-party system, you can't even create a third party. Of course, we got independents and libertarians, and you know, I got my reservations about, about, uh, about both. Um, it's just there's no freaking party out there that is just 110 percent for their constituents. And and it's it's uh you, you can't get a party, you know, established or a PAC established without running into the Republican or, you know, the rhinos or the uh, or the Democrat uh, elites uh, on either side without them trying to shut you down. What do you think, Billy? Well, you know, I think that, you know, what Trump is doing and I understand what this gentleman is saying, but what he's doing and it's look, he's cleaning up a big mess that's been happening for uh not just uh, eight years, but over uh, over eight years. Uh, NAFTA and all this bull crap. Come on. You know, they tax everybody out the butt. Um, they ship everything to China. China doesn't give a crap about us. And But can we, we design it? Can we build it? Well, wait a minute. With the executive orders that uh, our President Trump has done, he's lowering the corporate tax. That means it, it. That means trillions of dollars for companies to be able to build. He's already, you know, trying to bring back Michigan, where uh, unfortunately um, uh, our last president was from. That nobody knows. What, is he really from there? I don't know. He could be from uh, from Mars, as far as I'm concerned. Nobody really knows. It doesn't matter. What matters to us, the American people, is we have people. Uh, that want to kill us. They want to blow you up. They want to kill you. They don't care about you or the American people. But wait a minute. The American people care about the Constitution of the United States of America, the freedom to build, you know, to uh, uh, do the right thing for the families, to carry a very good job, have a very good job. And Trump mm-hmm. is trying to do that. And right. um, I firmly believe that Trump is moving forward and um, delivering what, well, the left-wing wackos are going nuts because they don't have control anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's, it's good that uh, I'm going to get uh, Jay's thoughts here. And then after Jay's thoughts, uh, we're going to get 630 on the line. So go ahead, Jay. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, I want to touch on something that uh, Nas has said. And by the way, great to, great to have you again tonight, bro. Um, one of the things he said that really uh, touched a spot with me was uh, when he said that one man can't do this. And he's absolutely right. One man cannot do this. But isn't it nice to ha- finally have someone in there that's providing the spark to push us forward in this direction? Somebody who's going to get up there and say, hey, you know, this is wrong. This needs to be taken care of and actually push forward, no matter how, popularity, no popularity, push forward with, uh, with, what, he's gonna, uh, with what he wants to uh, do in the situation. But the one thing I want to get to is the fact that it only takes one match to light a forest fire. So if we got that one match in there and we can start spreading the word and getting this going, then maybe we finally can clean up this mess. Right, right. And now I'll stay on the line. I'll give you a chance to retort to that in just a minute. Uh, 630, uh, you're on the air. Tell us who you are and uh, welcome aboard. Gentlemen, this is uh, your uh, good old friend from the Midwest, Zach Gerenstein. Oh, I put my last name out there. That probably wasn't smart. Well, hello, Zach. Hey, how you you doing, Zach? Good, good. Thanks for uh, giving me the invite earlier, Rob. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so so I guess what Okay, well, everything's great so far. I think everyone has great points, and I think you're all dead on. Um, And I guess the pieces that I was thinking of saying were stuff like, you know, you're talking about Nancy Pelosi, you're talking about John McCain, and these other, you know, they're on both sides of the aisle, and they're, you know, it's kind of like that that's that statement that comment. It's like the deep state. You know, it's a newer term, I mm-hmm. guess. I at least I just started hearing about it. You know, I, these people. You know, that's what that's who Trump's fighting. This 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 is what this whole battle's going on. And the term that also comes to mind is globalization, just like Nas said. You know, that's that's what we're battling here. We're dealing with you know Ben Shapiro. I, I that. Uh, Rob, you you gave me a clip to listen to Ben Shapiro, and I immediately became a fan because he was talking about you know here's here's this uh, powerful person in the uh, the Senate, this woman, and look she's married to the high level exec at CNN or CBS, you know that right. stuff is peppered all over the place, and we're dealing with these globalist thinkers. They you know they they love their their multinational corporations. These multinational corporations will write bills that are 1,500 pages, and they'll lobby and say, okay, we want this bill doing. Here's, here's $5 million, and then it gets jammed through. And like, uh, like J5.0 said – sorry, J, that's wrong. <laughs> J5.0 or, you know. <laughs> okay, that's nice. 5.3. Um, so it'll – um, oh, I lost what my thought was making fun of him. <laughs> um, Globalization. But, you know, well, yeah, and I'll shift back to there was a there was a very popular thing that Trump said at the RNC, and he said uh, Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo, and that's what I'll stop at. You know, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with getting back to our country's roots as America looking out for each other, business, being strong economically, you know, industrially, uh, uh, agriculturally, all those important things that have been wilted away. The idea is, is to rebuild all that 
and in, uh, I'll end with this in my in my opinion to really go after these people who want to continue to wilt away. Right. Uh, good point. Um, good point, uh, Zach. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Just hang on. Um, we're going to open the floor up here after I got another caller on on the line here. Seven one seven. Tell us who you are and uh, how you doing. Hey, I'm doing great, Sarge. It's Dan Steele. I just called to congratulate you. I have to apologize, man. I, I joined. I just tuned you in moments <laughs> ago, so I, I've missed the whole thing that you've been talking about. Uh, I do know the president was in our town tonight, and he hit a home run, a grand slam home run with the crowd that was there. Don't pay attention to the mainstream media and the, their reporting uh, uh, of what happened here tonight. It was spectacular. Yeah, it certainly was. And everybody, uh, for those of you uh, listening in the audience now who don't know who Dan Steele is, he's a radio personality in the Harrisburg area and and, uh, a mentor of mine, so to speak, and uh, the one who uh, uh, got me into radio. Uh, So uh, uh, it's always great to see you, Dan. And it's always uh, you always have a great perspective to add in uh, to uh, any of the, uh, um, you know, any anything that 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 comes on board as far as uh, what we have to talk about. And you're right, heard, he hit a home uh, run today. I heard one of your callers uh, talking about uh, the three-party, how it's so difficult it is to get a third party uh, right. because they keep changing the bar for that. Uh, let me just give you real quick a pet peeve that I have. Here in Pennsylvania, if you're not a Republican or you're not a Democrat, you don't get to vote in the primary. And right. often the general election is determined by what happens in the primary. There's an awful – and they wonder why people don't vote, why so many people decide their vote doesn't matter. Uh, we have a primary coming up in Pennsylvania on May 16th. It's important that you use the power, but you've got to be registered on one or the other, uh, either Republican or Democrat, to even get a chance at using that power. I think that's a shame, and that rule needs to be changed at some point. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. As a matter of fact, we we had uh, – I had talked about I went off on a rant um, about uh, what happened today as far as the protesters in Harrisburg, as far as Antifa and uh, the feminist movement and uh, a couple of other protests that were across the street from the uh, farm show complex and how the mayor was given speeches at the Antifa protest and the feminist protest against Trump. And I was talking about how, the, how that system here we have in Pennsylvania, and, and that's why I always like to call it the Communist Commonwealth of PA. So let me ask I'm you a question, sorry. Dan. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm sorry to say, uh, to see that uh, the mayor of Harrisburg actually showed up at that uh, and spoke at that demonstration. I believe that's an empty suit with a bad comb over. Yeah, definitely. And, and the thing that I had, um, no, he is not flycatch. He's not. He's uh, he's white. Um, which wouldn't matter anyhow, regardless. I had stated earlier that and it doesn't matter if you were Democrat or Republican and you're a mayor of a city and the United States president comes to your city, you better damn well be out there at the airport getting ready to shake his hand and saying, welcome to my city, Mr. President. And that didn't happen today. Along, yeah, along with the governor. Along with the governor, exactly. Yeah, I forgot the governor. You're, you're 110 percent right about that. And one of the things that I, that I said earlier, uh, Dan, was as well, was how I liked how Trump got off the plane, and the first thing that he did was salute both of the troops that were, uh, you know, at the end of his uh, cavalcade right there. And uh, he also, instead of going over, I think Toomey and Sue Helm were there 
and uh, a couple of other um, uh, folks. Uh, I want to say Cheryl uh, Delosier was there. I'm not sure, but there was a couple of other state representatives. Uh, but the politicians were over on one side, and there was a, a whole bunch of troops that were there from, from the Gap on, on, on another side. And the thing that I loved about Trump was he came straight off the plane, saluted the two guys that were there at his airplane, turned around, did an about face and went right exactly, did a beeline straight to the troops and was taking selfies with him and was taking pictures with him, shaking their hands and talking to him. Uh, Rob, I, I know you and I are both uh, veterans, and so we understand that. Uh, I'm thankful and happy that after eight long years, we finally have a commander in chief. Yeah, I, so am I. And, and it was just, you know, it brought a tear to my eye. And, you know, as a, as a veteran, and you can understand this, of course, as well, to see that, uh, you know, a president. And I went back and I told everybody here, I actually went back to try to look to see um, with past presidents and, and, and even to include Bush number two and Bush number one and, uh, and Clinton. I went back to all their videos today. I, I was doing a lot of research today to see if they actually did the same thing that Trump did. And, Every single time that Trump gets off the plane, he salutes those guys at the bottom of his stairs. Um, Bush, two did it about 50 percent of the time. Bush, one hardly ever did it. And Clinton did it about 50 percent of the time. But Trump so far has done it at least every video that I've seen 100 percent of the time. Yeah, he's uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, three years and see what we can get accomplished and get the swamp drained. So do you think he's hey, going to Rob, run I'm for another eight? Go, man. I, I, no, all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say uh, I'm going to let you go and, and, and talk to uh, some other callers. I just wanted to call in and congratulate you on your program, and uh, and hopefully I'll get a chance to spend some more time with you down the road. Hey, definitely, Dan, and it's always a pleasure to have you, and uh, thank you, and uh, salutes to you, my friend. Salute. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a good friend of mine and a radio personality in the Harrisburg area, Dan Steele. Wow, it's great to have uh, um, uh, bigwigs like him uh, give a call into a little show like mine and put it on the map there. So, again, uh, uh, love you, Dan. I appreciate you calling in. It's an honor and a pleasure to uh, hear you on the radio. So uh, let's get back into it here. Um, We were talking about globalization, and uh, since we're on that subject, I'm going to keep the floor open I'm going to actually unmute everybody here, and what I'm going to ask everybody is that uh, you please uh, be in an area where you don't have a lot of background noise and uh, try not to talk over each other and try to give each other a common courtesy of listening to each other. So here's what I got to say um, about this. Um, Well, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's first let's since we're on the subject of Trump and we'll get back to uh, globalization in just a minute. Um, since I got a, I got a few callers, we've got about six folks in here. I'm going to go down the list and I want to get, and I want to get this from the chat room as well. So please, ladies and gentlemen, put your uh, answer in the chat room and I'll have Jay field it from the chat room question. And we'll start with Nas, go with Jay, uh, go down to Billy, and then we'll go down to uh, Zach. So we're going to start out with first with, uh, with Nas. And again, it's a pleasure to always have you on the show, Nas, and you're welcome back at, at any time. I really love your, your perspective on a lot of things. Trump's first 100 days in uh, office, graded A through F. Nice. Uh, well, yeah, that's a difficult one just because, you know, <laughs> you're using the metric of 100 days. As he's trying to walk back the idea of being measured by 100 days, as you saw uh, him do lately. 
So I, right. I think I'll walk away from the grave, but I, I'll just say this, man. A, a wise man once told y'all, trust but verify. So if you are a Trump supporter, look for opposing information. Listen to people who don't like Trump. See what they're saying. Filter that through your own mind and then come, come to your logical conclusion. But make sure we, you don't end up in a place to where, look, at, at, for eight years I've been kind of banished from certain Thanksgiving dinners as far as the conversation goes. I had a whole <laughs> – whole black family mad at me okay because i would say things about obama they didn't like to hear so make sure you don't turn trumpism into that hold him accountable at every step when he makes a mistake call it out yep and you're definitely 110 percent correct on that and i wouldn't have it any other way so jay do you uh give us a, a grade yeah absolutely i'll play along i'm gonna say b to b plus uh, I think he's done a great job. He's uh, standing up for what he believes in. He says what he means and means what he says. Um, I like the fact that he's taking military action when necessary. I like the fact that he's not backing down from uh, Kim Jong-un's uh, saber rattling. Uh, the only thing is I want to see my damn wall. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to actually get on that subject a little bit later on. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Well, I uh, I would give him uh, from an F grade to a uh, – an A, I would give this man an A, and here's the reason why. He's determined on getting it done. The only problem he has, the only problem he has, and it's not his just his problem, it's we, the American people, our problem. We got a bunch of stupid Republicans that have control of both the House, you know, both houses, they got control of it. Nobody can seem to make up their mind what the hell they're going to do, which is stupid. They've been mining and you know, whining and groaning, saying, well, you know, we never really had a chance. You know, Democrats, well, now you have the chance. Now, Trump, he is determined. Will the wall get built, like this other caller said? Um, uh, it, 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 um, yeah, build the wall. And people get their underwear in a bunch. You know, the American people want the wall because we got all these people, terrorists and this and that and everything, wanting to come in and hurt you and me, blow us up in malls. Uh, but yet other other countries, they uh, they build the wall. So America, we need to build the wall. We need to rebuild our our, our country and put millions of people. And that's what this – this is why this guy's so cool. He's not a politician. He is a businessman. He's already cutting taxes for corporate, for you and me, and this and that, taking the tax code from, what is it, seven steps to three or whatever you call it. This is good. And, but yet everybody's whining and moaning and groaning, violent, you know, having riots in the street. It's great these people are so dumbed down, they wouldn't know the truth. If it bit him in the ass. Right, right. You're absolutely, absolutely. right on that. We're going to touch base with that on uh, in, in just a minute, What uh, some of the comments that you made there. Um, uh, what do you think, Zach? Okay, I'll uh, I'll give a grade. Uh, I would say uh, a, uh, a serious A. I wouldn't go A plus or A minus, just an A. Um, you know, when he was when Billy was talking, my mind went to the memory of you know he gets elected or I'm sorry he gets sworn in, and then what like a half an hour later he signs like five executive orders, you know the guy's a workhorse and I, you know I've heard his schedule what he does and 
he he's a he's just a real hard worker and he cares about the country, he cares about the population. And finally, um he he goes right at people like the media. He calls them out. He said, you know, I I think I'm not quoting him, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, he's like, I spend all my time fighting you guys in the media. I can't get anything done and but he still gets stuff done. So all in there. Flycatch in the uh, chat room says uh, B minus. Uh, Calvis says B plus, and Alaskan says A for effort, B for getting results. <laughs> uh, my take on this: um, if I was to grade anybody on their first hundred days, and it, and it's real easy because the first hundred days kind of gives you a precedence or at least a little bit of an idea on um, on what a leader of a of a country is going to do in in, in their next uh, or the rest of their term. I would have to give him a B minus. And the reason, the reasoning is I think he needs to get his ass off of Twitter and uh, he needs to stop talking about the media um, during his speeches. Like the only thing that I didn't like today, even though he was 110% correct about it. Um, he just sat there and talked about the, the lamestream media for about 20 minutes. And it's like, okay, we get the point, um, move on to what we care about. And uh, you know, and that's the issue. So for me, he gets a B minus just because of uh his Twitter rants and, um, and, uh, you know, his, uh, his, uh, lamestream media rant. So you sure not, you don't want to give us a grade. <laughs> well, if, if I was going to go a grade, I'd go off the board and go incomplete because post right. legislation is not past legislation. So that would be the issue there. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I, I get that. All right. So, uh, again, we thank everybody in the chat room for uh, um, uh, weighing in on that. And, of course, our uh, our uh, our callers here uh, on the show. All right. I believe in the First Amendment right 110 percent to protest. Okay, I believe that uh, you should protest. If you believe that. You want to be a part of something special. If there's something out there that you disagree with, if there's something out there that you want to change, um, Jay, your feedback a little bit, man, just to let you know. Um, if there's something out there that you uh, are compassionate about, that you're passionate to change, of course, by all means, get out there and protest. And this is our next subject, and I'll go down the line with uh, with everybody here in just a second. And uh, I appreciate everybody staying uh, on the line here to talk talk to us. Um, if, but it's the way you do it, okay? And I use this, and, and you know what? I'm going to make it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna state this right now to everybody listening, and um, I'm gonna tell you right now, our stats are just going wild for uh, for our radio show and we're only into our third show and the listeners that we're getting is just tremendous the emails that i'm getting the uh uh the listens that we're getting on uh, on btr the the archive listens the live listens it gives us a uh and i know i'm getting kind of off subject here but i got i'm, I'm going to get to my point here in just a minute it, it's amazing you know, all over the world people are listening to us a lot of local folks are listening to us a lot of uh, people all over the country are listening to us and I'm here to tell every one of those listeners, I'm going to make it my personal mission in life only because I think and I believe truly that this organization needs to go away because it does nothing 
uh, for the First Amendment. It does nothing in regards for our country, and it does nothing in regards for anybody that believes in the Constitution, and that's Antifa. Jay, I'm sure you can understand where I'm getting at. Absolutely. Uh, When you sit there and you talk about being equal and you talk about going against uh, fascism, uh, and then you're turning around and you're using the First Amendment to say that we don't need First Amendment rights. Um, As I said last night, uh, and we could start a hashtag with that, it's uh, basically the oxymorons. Uh, So I guess we could call it uh, Oxypha. (laughs) (laughs) that's what uh, matt was saying last night uh you're definitely right now i want to reiterate anybody out there that wants to give us a call in again to uh, add to the conversation the number is uh, area code 929-477-1432 that number again is 929-477-1432 you know i know we touched on this a little bit last night and we kind of got sidetracked but i don't think we gave it enough attention um let me let me say this to you know, a local Antifa establishment that is, uh, that is out there. And I want to say this to the mayor of, of, the, uh, of Harrisburg as well. When you speak with an organization like that, or you speak uh, with, a, with a, uh, a protester group that's, uh, to me, as a politician, no matter if you're a Republican or Democrat, you need to be impartial. If you support one um, organization that's protesting and not the other organization, you're not effectively, um, in, in my opinion, you're not effectively representing any or all of your constituents in, in your, uh, in your uh, area of operations. Uh, Nas, wouldn't you agree with that? Well, I would just say that simple math. Uh, they do the polling. They look at the demographics of their city, and then they appeal to what group they think is most likely to get them reelected. This is not a thing of integrity. This is not a thing of what they believe in. This is just simple politics. This is what they do. We shouldn't be surprised at this point. Antifa is a fringe movement, and it, like the, the reasons you're listing, saying uh, the way that they protest. Well, that means that their protest is going to be limited to a small square. It's not really going to grow. So I, I, I support any, so any, any movement that's out there protesting. I have no problem with it. But that's a fringe movement that's kind of being made bigger than what it is just because of how high profile some of these stories are, them interrupting speakers or not allowing speakers to speak, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But that mayor in your city, he spoke to Black Lives Matter because they're not radical. They're a reformist group who is probably going to be future oh. Democrats, but they don't change the establishment in any way. That's why it's safe for him to speak to them. If they were the Black Panthers, he would say, hell no, wouldn't show up because they're radical. So that, that's what you're looking at. Simple reformist I, group. I believe Antifa is very radical. As a matter of fact, the last No, no, no. I meant BLM, not, not Antifa. BLM yeah, is yeah. extremely radical. No, no, not at all. Those are oh, little, soft, little soft college students. <laughs> That's two police officers with AK-47s. That is not Black Lives Matter, I promise you. Black Lives Matter is probably one of the most racist groups that I've seen come out in a long time. And uh, I, I'm kind of with, uh, with Sarge as far as Antifa goes. Black Lives Matter is something that needs to be put down. The great Martin Luther King is rolling over in his grave over these people this is ridiculous yeah, not at all i think you need to read a little more king and then as far as them being like this this angry super group they haven't gotten any I need legislation 
They haven't changed anything as far as uh, how the country operates. They are simply a reformist group of mostly college students. Sometimes they recruit or other people show up to their events and they kind of get tagged with it. But for the most part, man, it is what it is. Like I said, future Democrats, don't worry. Well, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be uh, controversial here and I'm going to say to fucking hell with Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Police lives matter. Blue lives matter. To hell with and you, would, you should have that opinion if that's how you feel. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you call them the most racist group when there's over 250 actual racist groups in this country, actual organizations that hurt people, like, really, and kill people, like, that's kind of, so I don't know, So you're saying man. that the last rally that they held, the last meeting that they had, and they said that white people were not allowed? Well, yeah, can you I think they, they were supporting them? Oh, well, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to take Hold all on, your time. No, no, Nash, you're here. We got we got another hour hour to go, man. Go ahead and retort. No, I oh, okay. I, oh, go ahead, I want to say something here. Go ahead, Billy. All right. You guys are saying all these crazy things, which I understand. But wait a minute. See, it's not between the blacks and the whites. We are American people. We are black families white families we want to make you know you know you know provide our families with a great a great uh, opportunity of the greatest country in the world see we're not fighting between ourselves although they want us to do that it's between you know you and I it doesn't matter what color you are it is that we are Americans Constitution. We have ISIS that wants to blow your ass off. They want to blow you up in the mall, sneak in with a dirty bomb. They want to do that, and they get away with it. And it, you know, we want our jobs. We're going to get our jobs back. We're Americans. We're, you know, by the way, you've heard this. United we stand, divided we fall. Unfortunately, the politicians, all these idiots throughout, you know, over the past years, has actually divided the American people. And that's what our enemies want us to do. We fight among ourselves. We're so busy fighting among ourselves, they're going to sneak in and blow your ass up, kill your family, do something in a mall. That's what it's all about. And so. Well, no, I, 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 oh, sorry. I think he raised a great point when he said we're all Americans. That, that's a very important point. But I think we also need to understand when different groups advocate for things, they should be able to do that as well because they're facing something different. When the Tea I'm Party not... movement started, the cameras for the news channels went straight to the guy with the you know Obama mask on or the Nazi thing on. That's where the cameras went. Then they painted the Tea Party as that. We're seeing the same you thing going with BLM. Whoever says yeah. something crazy, that's who they put on TV, and then you paint the whole group like that. So Americans well, have yeah, to be able to discern that. You make a very good point. You make a very good point, and here's my case in point. Okay, what you just said is true. But wait a minute, we have a problem. We have a problem. ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN, MSNBC. They don't give you the truth. They don't give you the news. I mean, matter of fact, do you know, uh, by the way, the term news, when somebody comes on the radio and says, and good evening, I am Dick Jansen reporting for the ABC 
Radio News out of New York. All right, well, let's take a look at that. They don't do it because they're biased. They black out the copy. I was a broadcaster for 18 years, and they, well, you can't say this, you can't say that, and I said, what the fuck is the point of doing news? <laughs> by the way, by the way, I will state this, all right? I know this is a rhetorical question. Don't answer. Do you know what news means? I'll tell you what it means, all right? It means that responsible journalists gather information from North East, West, and South, and gather that information and report it in a responsible way, in a responsible way to the masses. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that. No, all they do is they slant things, spin things. They do this. They spin your ass around. You don't know what the fuck to believe. That's what it's all about. That's what they're doing. And it's not. They don't know what to do. No wonder Trump. Trump is jumping all over their asses. Well, you know what? I give him an A-plus for jumping their asses because they're liars, deceivers. They don't give you the news. You know, I mean, come on. Give me – I mean, it, it, it really. And But yet you and I, the American people, you and I, the American people, we want our black families, our Hispanic families, our white families, our Chinese families. We're a melting pool of people that's made America great. And we have the Constitution, but yet we have a handful of jackasses that sit around, think of, well, I'm going to make an amendment to this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Can't do that. We're going to tax your ass off. We're going to put you $20 trillion in debt. I'm sorry. That's not what the American people want. Now, is Trump going to be able to turn around? Um, yeah. Is it going to happen overnight? Nope. Has he done more executive orders than any president in the history of our country in the first hundred days? Yep. He's blowing their asses off. At least he's straight, straightforward. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's going to get her done. Like Larry the Cable guy says on the Blue Comedy Tour, get her done, baby. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. We always appreciate your commentary. Zach, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I just I can't help but just say I think Billy was absolutely right on all of that. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, and I think Naj is right when he can say that, you know, they might be put one guy or a couple guys on, on the news and you say, and people will think, well, you know, it look how crazy that one guy is. And then they, they, they kind of wrap their head all the way around it and they don't, uh, they blanket call it, you know, the blanket term, but it really is about all the different families in the country. We are not different races. We are Americans and we need to think that way more. And just like Billy said, we have, a whole corporate, you know, corporate conglomerate of different news organization organizations making us think that way. They're trying to push us in that corner, and they're succeeding with many young people. They're succeeding with uh, other ages, such as older folks, and uh, you know, they're succeeding in many ways. But look who won the presidency. That is the example that they are actually losing the information war. I think that's exactly what it is. We're in the middle of an information war. One side is this, these huge corporate conglomerates, and then you have on the other side us. <laughs> We're here, 
And that's why this radio show is going. We're, we're trying to organize. We're trying to inform. We're pointing out real facts, you know, and I think, you know, and I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. You know, I, I, if I may, if hold, I may hold on, say Billy. Hold on, right. Billy. I want to give, I want to give my thoughts on this and then I'll, I'll let you uh, take the mic here in just a second. All right. Uh, yeah. I got a, I got a response, uh, uh, hopefully a, a response to what Nas was saying. Um, I gave uh, uh, BLM, as all all groups, including Antifa, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I did my research. I went and uh, I looked at uh, probably, at least for uh, BLM is concerned, um, over 100 marches, easy. And I probably I would probably be willing to say about 90% of those marches had uh, definite racial undertones. And you know what? Who's to say what a racial undertone exactly is? But for me, I actually went down to one here in Harrisburg, and I was just wanting to kind of get to to look to see what they were about, you know, what was going on. And the first guy that turned around to me said, what are you doing here? You're white. And to me, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter if I'm white, black, purple, blue, or pink. Um, if I want to support an organization, what does it matter to you? And the guy said, well, you're white. You can't possibly understand uh, what we're talking about here. And of course him and I got into an argument. Uh, well, a little bit of a debate. And I told him, I said, what are you guys about here in Harrisburg? What are you guys about? And the uh, first thing he said was police brutality, police, uh, black, uh, uh, police, uh, murdering uh, blacks on the street in cold blood, yada, yada, yada. The first thing I asked him, I said, do you know that it's a fact? And I said, I don't have my numbers on me, or I would uh, uh, be more than willing to give you the numbers. I said, it's a fact that police kill more white people than they do minorities. Did you know that? And the guy said, uh, the guy said, that's not true. So when I talk to these people, and I've actually called into a BLM podcast and tried to talk to uh, uh, the folks that were uh, uh, talking. I can't remember exactly. I think it was on uh, Spreaker. They had a – or not not Spreaker. Um, ah, crap. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to get that and post it in the war room um, on our Facebook page. But anyhow, I called into their show, their podcast, and I, again, wanted to, to say, hey, how can I help? And the guy said, again, this is somebody from – across the United States who was running a podcast uh, um, uh, who happened to be a, a big wig in the BLM organization said, how can you possibly help us? You're white. So how do you respond to that? Nos? Well, first thing I would say is uh, you can go to their website and see that the three founders are three gay women. So it's not any males in the top of that organization. And it's a loose fitting organization. Anybody can start up one in any city. So that kind of leads to what you just talked about, somebody who affiliates themselves with it mm-hmm. and probably speaks in a way that's probably not representative of them. If you gave that to the organization, I'm sure the email they would respond with would be totally different. Matter of fact, uh, a good portion of their membership is white people. And a lot of the clashes they have with the black <clears throat> population is they advocate for gay rights on the same uh, level that they advocate for anti-police brutality measures so a lot of black people kind of go to go to fight with them on that issue so it's a really difficult conversation but no matter what you're not going to figure out anything by talking to two people i've talked to tea partiers who didn't have any idea 
about what the Tea Party really was about and their own little grievances, they tried to paint it as that. And I don't think they were representative either. So I'm just trying to lay out that dynamic so people just really understand that, look, this is America. There are going to be people who have grievances. And I think no matter what, we should support those people and rally to those people at their grievances because we need people to actually be pushing the system all the time. I don't care if it's a Dem or a Repub in the House. I want somebody out there on the street. So I clapped when the Tea Party stood up when Obama got elected, even though some black people were mad at him and didn't hear their grievances because their grievances were legit. Well, I think a lot you know, of- I talked, I, sorry, sorry, Jay. I talked to uh, a, a lot more than just two folks. I just use them as an example. Um, but uh, my point is that the, um, the main organization has all these offshoots, so to speak, that are supposed to be representations of the main group, but they're completely not. Now, I get it, and I wasn't a big Tea Party advocate when the Tea Party first came out. I thought it was Tea Party was a crock of, sh- crock of crap, but we won't go into that right now. And, and I'm conservative. Uh, but I'm going back to the same stuff that I've always seen. Every single offshoot of BLM incites mob, incites violence or incite some kind of racism. Now, maybe the main group doesn't. I don't know. Um, I've actually tried to, I did email them and ask them if they wanted to come on to the show to discuss uh, their group when we were left, right, left radio. And I always got a, I always got a, the first question was, well, are you a a conservative radio show or or are you a liberal radio show? What kind of radio show are you? And I said, we're a conservative radio show, but we allow liberals and, and Democrats and whoever you are to talk about whatever's on your mind and we don't mute you. We don't, you know, we don't, um, um, you know, we don't uh, talk down to you. We don't try to put you in, in a corner, you know, for a conservative radio show, I would like to think we're pretty open and I couldn't get none of these people to come on the show. They said, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But if I would have told them I was a liberal or I told them that I was a leftist organization, they would jump at the uh, jump at getting on here. So I did try to get the, uh, the headquarters of the guide on. And I'm I'm not saying that, you know, um, we have all the answers to this, but I'm saying they set the precedence for all the other offshoots. And um, if they're, if they have, if they're a headquarters or of an organization, um, they should be getting their representatives some way, somehow, because they got the money to do it, uh, to go to these other organizations and say, look, this is not how we are going to run this. You guys need to change, but it's not happening. Well, so, so just let me say this real quick, and then I, I guess we can kind of move on, because I, I don't want to stay with an organization I'm not part of on a long conversation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Look, yeah man, but, but look, man, but look, let me just simplify it like this. Their organization says they don't want black people to be abused by the police. That's, their, right. that's basically what they're advocating for. So I don't see why so many people would have a problem with it. Yes, more white people are shot by the police or killed by the police because they're a higher percentage of the population. But per capita, black people are much more likely to be abused by the police or shot or killed or incarcerated because all of us use drugs at typically the same rate, but black people go five times more likely, uh, more likely to be incarcerated for drug possession or drug sales. So, you, you know, there is a problem with the war on drugs in the prison industrial complex, and that's a part of our society that needs to be addressed. So I have no problem with people saying that we need to change these things. And I think right. it'd be, I think the time would be better spent with people just saying, you know what, this war on drugs is actually harming us now. We need to really look at this and see 
that we now have an opioid academic, epidemic in the white community in the rural areas where unemployment is high. Uh, you know, people are living drastic lives the same way the urban community did in the 90s. And what happens after that? People start to go to drugs. And we're seeing the same thing play out. And next, we're going to see white kids get locked up in this prison industrial complex if we don't put a stop to it. Because the problem is the people. The problem is how it's systemically set up. Right, right. All right, Jay, I'm going to let you go ahead and retort, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, do a subject change. Absolutely. Uh, Not beating a dead horse or anything, but I just had something I wanted to throw out there. (sighs) I think one of the the biggest problems facing our nation is separatism. Um, For many years, we've tried to, you know, promote coming together. Um, I work on a police department with uh, four other officers that are my partners. Um, They're all black men. We sit and we have these conversations all the time. And the number one thing is, why can't we come together? You know, a lot of people are sick of the fact that everybody always wants to play the race card. There's nothing wrong with having a movement that says, you know, we want to stop police brutality, this or that. And it would be accepted a whole lot better if it would have a better name other than Black Lives Matter. It could be American Lives Matter. It could be a lot of different things. Um, Also, the white population, we get really tired of uh, the black population. For example, BET, Black Entertainment Television. I have no problem with that. I watch a lot of movies off of there. There's a lot of good programming on there. But they are a a TV station, I mean, yeah, a TV station that is uh, pointed towards the black community. I have no problem with that at all whatsoever. Matter of fact, uh, when their, their, their little news segment or whatever used to have commercials, it would say black news for black people, black topics. I have no problem with that either. Okay, tomorrow I decide, you know what, I'm going to take some of this wealth I have and I'm going to start a television uh, station myself. I'm going to call it WET, White Entertainment Television, and I'm going to play programming that, you know, Happy Days, things, you know, that are, you know, pointed towards the white population. We're going to have white news for white people. We would be thrown off the air. We would be denounced as racists. And, okay, if you're going to be proud of your race, be proud of your race. I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. But don't be mad at another race for being proud of their race. Don't say I have more rights than you. Because I'm a black man and I can, I can do this and do that because I can throw the race card at you because you're white. That's the problem. Separatism. And Soros and everyone else loves separatism because that keeps the country from uniting. And that's going to be what keeps the country from uniting until we can find a way to not think of each other as black, as white, as yellow, as brown, but as Americans. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with you. 100%. I would address the BET if, if allowed, but I don't. You know, I, I know I've been talking a lot, so I don't want. To... Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Knox. I would it's love okay. to hear. I would love to hear someone make me understand why you can have a black television station, but we can't have a white television station. And don't give me this. Oh well, all the other stations are white, so we're gonna. No, they're not. Okay. Go ahead. No. Uh, first of all, I, I don't know anybody that's proud of BET programming. Uh, I'll say that <laughs> firstly. But uh, BET was started by Bob Johnson, uh, a black entrepreneur who became a billionaire later because he sold it to Viacom. So he hasn't owned BET for at least 15 to 20 years. So BET is a regular 
property of uh, that company that owns MTV and a few other properties. But it was started back when uh, in television there wasn't black faces or black stations on. So he started that one black station uh, just because of the lack of black stations that were on at the time. Uh, the fact that it has an old relic name, like I understand, but there's a point where companies decide branding is more important than making the name more PC. So the NAACP is still the National Association of Colored People, even though that's a ridiculous term and they should change it. They figure the branding means more than changing the term. So I understand what you're saying about the name of BET, but that's how BET was created. It's not a black organization at all. And their programming is not only subpar, but just as ignorant as MTV is. So at this point, it's kind of a detriment even being tied to black. Oh, I can understand that completely. Well said. Wow. I I would, uh, um, that, that was a great conversation, and uh, we're actually not going to beat uh, that into the ground anymore. That was uh, uh, um, probably the most enlightening conversation I've ever had um, in a long time about the, at least about about BLM and and uh, among other uh, topics that we just talked about. All right, let's move on to our next. Uh, Jay, do you got a topic you want to talk about? Um, not offhand. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm still at the training facility. <laughs> All right. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask. Um, let's ask Zach. Zach, you got something you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I, not at the top of my head, but I'll put my mind to it. Can I just uh, say one sentence to, to uh, finalize my thoughts on our last subject? Certainly. I one sentence. The problem is the problem is in um, well, the direct problem is racism itself. Racism among all the different races, you know, every race has racists in it, and the problem itself is racism. That's it. All right. Well, I know Billy Montana's always got something to say there. Uh, so, uh, Billy, what's on your mind? Tell us, uh, give us another subject to talk about. All right. Well, uh, just to recap what uh, these gentlemen said. Remember one thing, guys. Um, uh, folks, remember one thing. People came from all over the world to get the hell out of hell and come to a place called America. We're the only country in the world that you can get great Chinese food, great pizza, great Italian food. You can get the greatest cheeseburgers. You can get great Greek food. And we're a melting pot of people. And that's why everybody came to America. And America was great. She still is. But my case in point is that she's still great, but um, unfortunately our politicians and all these different news media things, um, they, they, they turned uh, the American people inward to each other. I'm going to fight against the black. I'm going to fight against the Chinese. To hell with the Japanese. Are you kidding me? You, you know, you spick from, you know, Mexico. Okay. Easy. Now. Well, that's not true. We're, we're an American people. We are the melting pot. I tell you what, there's no place. I mean, I can go to New York. I can go to Chicago. I can go to Cincinnati. I, here in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, I can't. I can find some of the greatest Greek food ever. I can find the greatest Italian food ever. Or the Italian families that, that migrated over and they they're immigrants and they did the key word 
They didn't sneak in. They came in legally. They built families. They had families. They built their business and everything else. And that's what America is all about. What I will right, say I gotta, is, go I, I got a question. I got a question for for the panel here, and I guess we kind of turn this into a another roundtable. Well, actually, it's a it's open topic, so it, it fits the. Uh, um, it fits the uh, the perception of what we're trying to do here at uh, the war room. Um, okay, I got another topic I want to talk about: the wall. We always keep here build the wall. As a matter of fact, I heard the uh, people in a farm show complex today where Trump was giving his speech. You know, chant "build the wall, build the wall, build the wall." I'm going to start with Zach first. Zach, my question to you is: Do you think it's ever going to get built? Yes, I do. I absolutely do. I think it will. Um, and I, I think it's very important. Um, I think it's kind of, I don't think it's smart to call it, you know, anti-Latin or anti-Mexican or, or, you know, a racist thing. Other countries are just as strict or not as strict as our, not, we're not as strict, but, you know, other countries like Japan, like they let in like, you know, 0.01% of, of refugees here and other countries do that. You know, and we get so much criticism for wanting to build a wall and controlling immigration. You know, it's a very important thing. It, this needs to be controlled. People are losing jobs to people who will take lower pay. And, you know, I mean, it's a whole quagmire. It's really important. I think it will get built. All right, uh, Jay, what about you? I think it would be being built right now if we could find a feasible way to finance it. You know, you're talking about billions of dollars and um, people fighting it nonstop on top of that. Um, I think once we find the funding, because we all knew even during the uh, the campaign, him saying that he was going to make uh, Mexico pay for it sounded great, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, hopefully uh, Trump being the businessman and the tactician that he is, he'll find a way to come up with the, the – uh, funds to be able to build the wall because in my opinion it's going to not only secure our nation um from people like ms-13 and you know other people who are coming here just to take advantage of our country but uh also it's going to provide a lot of jobs that um that will benefit uh, a lot of uh, unskilled laborers and skilled laborers. Uh, i mean uh, you know unfortunately the the political climate that we're in right now, it's going to be fought tooth and nail because the Democrats don't want to lose votes. And we all know that everyone streaming over that border is just another vote. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it'll get built? Yes, but I think it's going to have to be a second term thing. I think that, and that's just my opinion, but I think that we would have to get Trump in for another four years for him uh, to really be able to get it done. So, uh, Nas, what do you think? You think the wall is going to get built? And if so, is it going to be effective? Well, I would go with the last call. I would say most likely second term, because I think that's one of those issues where he would have to weigh it out and say tax reform is more important to me. I'll ride mm-hmm. with this. I'll let the wall sit for a while. And actually, uh, the ICE and immigration policy that he instituted to be more aggressive and be more open about who they were picking up, that's actually effectively the wall. When you think about it, there are a lot of people who are self-deporting. Remember Mitt Romney? Well, there are a lot right. of people who are already leaving anyway. Uh, and this is after Obama sent out a record 2.9 million. So I think this, the strategy of putting in that policy is already somewhat a wall. So I think he'll put that on a back burner and push hard for taxes because I think he really wants to win there. 
And uh, I'll just remind everybody, uh, there was an old man who told us you hear a great sucking sound of jobs going down down to the southern border. Uh, that would be Ross Perot before NAFTA, if y'all remember. So these global yeah. policies actually affect things. They got migrant workers off the farms in Mexico. They got them out of different jobs. And what did they have to do? They came up here to get jobs that some of our manufacturing and some of our, our damn uh, political class and farming class actually hired them instead of hiring Americans because they got them cheaper. So we got to talk about those folks, too. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 110% correct on that. So, uh, Billy, what do you think? Well, you know, uh, these gentlemen, I uh, agree with what you're saying. Um, You know, the bottom line is, uh, do I think that the wall will be built in the first term? The answer to the question is yes. Is it going to happen in the next three months, the next six months, the next nine months? Nope. Is it going to happen? But wait a minute. We, we, we have to take a look at the wall. When you say it, really, it's the wall on the southern border of the United States, the big wall. Well, first off, these guys, Trump is not stupid. Is he going to build a physical wall? Yep. With the technology the way we have and all this stuff, somebody tries to crawl under it, somebody tries to go over it, somebody tries to do whatever the heck uh, they're going to try to do, uh, they're going to get busted. Now, with that said, um, you know, increasing the border control, uh, the border patrol, that's very important. The past administrations have not done that whatsoever. Matter of fact, they've ignored it. Now, with with uh, you know, the people, the bus people here in Arizona, good case in point. We are a major state that is a border bordered to uh, to Mexico. Okay, people are getting busted left and right, and deported. Now, Obama administration stated, well, if you're a a crook, a criminal, you're going to be deported. Other than that, you know, we're not going to do it. All right. Trump says, nope, nope, forget it. It's over with. If you get caught being illegal in the United States of America, which is the Constitution, it's our law, you're busted. It's over. You're out. Now, we had a gal that was uh, here, and I'll just say this briefly. Um, uh, She lived here for like 10 years or something. Don't hold me to that. Okay, I'm just trying to make a case in point. Right. Um, she got deported. Okay, deported, and her family was totally upset. It was the end of the world. I don't know. It's the law. She was illegal. So either the law is either cut and clean. In other words, that's the law. If you're illegal, you're deported. Or do we just find gray areas where, well, okay, you're, you know, you're, um, you know, um, uh, you're a, what's that called? I forget what it's called. It's it's called a, um, um, a dreamer. Yeah, you're a dreamer. All right. Now you're born in the United States by illegal parents, and now you're deported. I know that sounds crude and hard and rude, but hey, you're not a legal citizen so where do you draw the line 
Well, the fact of the matter is, and I'll, 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 I'll you know, shut my mouth here, I will say this. The wall is more than about the Mexican people. I don't have a problem with the Mexican people. They want to come to our country and build a better life because they live in such a corrupted, screw-up country um, guided by some jackass in Mexico. <laughs> if I was in Mexico, I would run to America as well. But wait a minute. We have a problem. We have, you know, ISIS. we got all these terrorists that want to sneak in through our border. The wall, it's very important. The wall is very important. So what do you think? All right. Yeah, um, my personal opinion on it, and um, I don't think the wall is going to get built um, even in the eight years that he's going to be in office because it almost took us 12 years to build the Ground Zero, get funding for the Ground Zero uh, Memorial, and we're talking about building a wall on our southern border. I just don't see it happening. And um, if it does, it's not going to get done in the eight years that he's in office. It's definitely not going to get done in that that amount of time. Um, I think that uh, what he'll end up doing is is uh, probably beefing up the Border Patrol, uh, probably hire more uh, Border Patrol officers, which that should be uh, probably we should set that precedence first. Uh, you know, because those guys really, uh, really have a, a hard, a really tough job down there um, trying to get those uh, folks that are coming across, uh, whether they're the gangbangers or whether they're the drug mules or, or even illegal uh, aliens that are coming across. And I think that um, the first thing that he should do is uh, revamp the uh, Border Patrol where they will be able to uh, go ahead and uh, – uh, take that mission and, and accomplishment or uh, and accomplish it. Flycatch said a great thing in the chat room. He said, create a GoFundMe account. That'll accomplish the task. <laughs> you know what, Fly, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, who knows how many uh, millions of dollars we will, uh, or billions of dollars we can get off of the, off of the American people for, uh, for that. Uh, you know, that alone uh, could uh, take a big chunk um, to at least start the uh, the wall, but I, I just uh, I don't think it uh, I don't think it's going to happen, and uh, but at least not in my lifetime. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he won't. Um, it was a great idea. I think it was. Uh, um, I'll give him an A for effort on that. But um, definitely, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, our next topic, ladies and gentlemen, and this hits home with me. Before I say this. Before we go on to this next topic, I want everybody to understand that by no means whatsoever am I anti-LGBT, am I anti-transgender, am I anti-gay, am I anti-anything. As a matter of fact, I have uh, a great friend of mine uh, whom I've uh, helped who's a veteran. Uh, it, she's, a very, she's a lesbian, and she's uh, very well connected in the LGBT LGBT community. She'll be able to vouch for me um, if I need it. But she knows how I feel about certain topics when it comes to transgenders. And again, I don't care what you do with your life. That's your that's your that's your uh, that's your business. All right. That's what makes America great. Um, you get to do pretty much whatever you want to do as long as you're not breaking the law. All right. Or or prohibiting anybody else from doing what they want to do. So. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is something that's uh, uh, very controversial, and a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about it. 
And um, I'm just going to um, come right out and say it. And that's transgenders in the military. Okay. Now, I will say a friend of mine whose son used to sit here and, yeah, I, I, I tend to geek out every once in a while. And uh, I play D&D. And, um, and I, I got introduced to it in the military and I loved it. And, then, uh, you know, we, we play with a group of uh, folks that are about my age. And we used to play with a group uh, uh, of um, uh, folks that were uh, my age and younger. And it's happened to be one of the guys that we played with. His son played with us. He was about 17. Um, at the time, he was dating a woman. But as soon as he joined the Navy, he came out. Uh, still a good friend of mine. We still talk about it. And um, as a matter of fact, before he had left, he was already thinking about it. And he was mentioning a little bit to me about it. And I had told him, uh, you know, whatever you decide, you know, you got a loving family, you got a, a great support channel, uh, people will support you, including myself. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't not, I, I don't hate people or I don't dislike people or uh, by far I am, uh, not, um, any, any, by all means, any, any anti-transgender at, at all. Okay. So transgenders in the military a few months ago, an Air Force male to female trans person, a trans person who was transitioning failed a PT test. For those of you who don't know, it's a physical fitness test, and every branch of the military has them. And it happens to be that the Air Force is the easiest one. All right. Air Force stated the following. If a transgender person does fail a fitness test as that gender they are transitioning from, then the airman's commander must certify that that transgender person tried to the best of their ability to meet the standards associated with their current gender that they are transitioning away from. Air Force headquarters stated that a decision has to be based on the commander's letter. Excuse me. In that memo, the transgender airman may request or, or airwoman may, may request to change dress and appearance standards prior to full, fully transitioning. The Air Force is the only thing that, that is the only um, the only branch that currently has this in effect. None of the other branches has uh, anything in regards to transitioning. The memo clarifies that until an ETPT request is approved, transgender airmen must adhere to their current gender's dress code and appearance standards, as well as a physical fitness test reflected uh, by the military. The memo also states that the request will require supporting justification and an assessment by their immediate commander and further recommendations by their chain of command before being approved by Air Force headquarters. All right. I think, well, I'll, I'll get to, we'll get to, we'll get to what I think here in a minute, but my question to the panel here, and we will start with Billy um, Montana, and then we'll go down the line. Do you think transgender folks should be allowed in the military? And uh, yes or no, and why? Billy. Uh, no. Uh, first off, God created us as a man and a woman. Okay? And let me qualify why I say that. Let me qualify my statement. You know, when the government says, it's okay if, you, if you're a boy, you feel like you're a girl, and you can go into the girl's restroom. I'm sorry. I don't think so. First off, it's not moral. Uh, in, in the moral attributes, it's not right. Okay? It, it, it goes against, by the way, 
Let me qualify this statement. We're one nation under God, although Obama never believed that. Uh, and we are. God said, "When we let us create man and woman in our image. Well, they're obviously two different creatures, man and woman. Physical attributes, quite obvious, right? And um, so, no, I, I, I think it's, um, it's a terrible thing. And we never did well, that in the past. Don't you think they have a right as a transgender person to uh, to uh, identify themselves with whichever gender they want to and still be a uh, military person? Look, if if a person um, – I don't care what their ability is uh, to be able to serve in the military. They may be the best of whatever they do. You know, Navy SEALs, whatever. Okay. The problem is, it's against the moral values and the biblical um, uh, foundation of our country. We're one nation under God. Period. In the story, or for what if they are transgender person believes in God? What if they believe in the Bible? Yeah, separation of church. Separation of church and state, sir. Um, most a lot of us out here aren't religious, don't have religious now, beliefs. Well, wait, wait, wait. First off, separation of church and state—that's a bunch of horse crap. What it meant <laughs> was the government couldn't get involved with the church. The church was the foundation of our country. Our forefathers—not all of them, but the majority of them—you know—were well, Christian people. So what everybody's trying to do is drive Christianity out and bring all this bull crap into our country. You know, the left-wing wackos, this and that, transgender, you know, homosexual, that doesn't matter. All they're doing is destroying everything that, that, that this country was built on. Okay? Yeah. And that's what about the times are changing? What about the times are changing? What about the uh, can we change with the times? I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Wow, Sarge, you're extremely choppy. All right, go ahead and take it from here, Jay, if you can. Sarge, you're breaking up big time on my phone. Okay, um, I'm not being uh, controversial or, or, or stepping on your opinion at all, because uh, I believe the evangelical opinion is just as uh, important as other people's opinion. But also, I believe Christians need to be as tolerant as they want everyone else to be. Um, I have no problem with uh, Christianity. Most of my family are Christian. I myself, I don't identify as a uh, as a religion whatsoever. My spiritual beliefs are my own. Um, personally, I have no problem with a gay or transgender person that wants to serve their country and they're able-bodied to do it, to be able to do it. They can go die like everyone else, just like I have no problem with them being married. Um, I'm a... Uh, I'm at the I'm at the belief that everyone needs to have a, a a fair shake in life, and I don't think people need to be judged by a book that none of us have decided that uh, we want to uh, be associated with. The Constitution, oh, by the way, we I, in, but I don't want to be you, judged by the Bible because I don't believe in it. Okay, well, what's your choice? Yeah, you're horribly. Um, look, let me state this. 
if I may. Now I'm going to get off here. Um, look, the Bible is the foundation of this country, okay, period. Now, um, now, by the way, transgender, gay, you know, homo, whatever, uh, they want to be, okay? Okay? God gave man free will, but he did give him a choice. He gave him a choice to have salvation. You can choose to do the wrong thing against my laws. I'm God, and, you know, he's God. You, you, you go by his rules, or you don't. You have the choice. Number one, if you want to be, you know, um, a homosexual, it's against God's law. It makes it very explicit in the Word of God. Now, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here to preach, but I'm saying our nation is one nation under God, a Christian foundation nation. Um, and, you know, all these crazy people doing these crazy things. Is it's it, it's against God's law. Now, why does He allow it? I don't know. Um, it gets free will, but yet you're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die one of these days. And He says, you know, you have two Bullshit, choices. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> well, the thing is, no offense, and please don't take offense to this, but you don't sound any better than the Islamics right now. They want people to live under their law. That's the way they were raised. That's the way they believe. Sharia law is the way they believe. You believe your way. You believe Christianity. You believe that we should follow the Christian laws. Well, you also got to remember that there's many other sins in there that um, are just as bad because if I remember correctly from uh, Christian theology, uh, there is no greater sin than the other. Uh, all sins are of uh, disgust in the eyes of God. Okay, then lust. Um, have you ever masturbated, sir? That's just as bad as being a homosexual. All right, all right. Let's we're kind of get way off topic here. Let's get the uh, let's get the uh, other two uh, guys in, involved in a conversation here, and then we'll then we'll get back to that. So Zach, uh, again, uh, bounce back to transgenders in the military. What's your thoughts on that? I think it's it's a very difficult subject. I, this whole time that we've been talking about it, I still haven't like nailed down an answer in my own mind of what I think is right. Um. You know, if they wanted to join, I wouldn't stop them. If I was in charge and if it was up to me and they wanted to join, I'd say it's it's your decision. I'll let you do it. But I would, I guess I would bring up the risks and the different details that would be involved. And, you know, some some other soldiers, you know, you could be in danger with them. Some like Some might eat the living heck out of you. Or, you know, at least get harassed. And, you know, it's a very touchy thing. Wouldn't it be the same kind of danger for a woman? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so in fact, there would probably be more danger. But it's a whole lot easier for people to say, yeah, it's fine for women to be in military than it is for them to say homosexuals should be in the military. And personally, I think everyone should be afforded the same right to protect their country. Now, I, homosexuals I and transgenders you. are different. We're talking about two two different subjects here. I'm talking about transgenders. Go okay. ahead, Zach. Uh, okay, uh, transgender being they're they've changed their gender. I mean, a man now says he's a woman. He dresses like one. He identifies as one. That's correct. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would lean towards saying you can join, just be aware of the, be aware of the many risks that are going to come with that. You know, not every soldier is open to that uh, mm-hmm. on our side, you know, and that's, it could be a very dangerous thing for both our enemies and even our allies to be involved that way. I agree. Right, I right. think that I think the Air Force pretty much hit it on the head. I mean, um, as long as you have it now, if you're going through transition or whatever, and you want to be want to wear the the female uniform instead of the male uniform, that should be your choice. But if you still have a penis, you need to be doing what the males do. You need to be using the male restroom. Mm-hmm. That's just all it is to it. If you've went through the the operation and the change, and you are now you now have a manufactured vagina, guess what? Then you're female. Then you should be held to female standards and uh, be able to use female facilities. But um, I, I I personally don't advocate for uh, for um, transgenders because I think that's a psychological problem. Um, but they should still be afforded the same rights that everyone else is afforded. All right. Uh, how about you, Nas? What's your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I think anybody who wants to fight should be able to fight. Now, with that said, if you are going to let them in, then that means you need to put in the thing, you put, put the things in place to protect them while they're in there. You need to have that infrastructure. Uh, but Look, I'm not well versed on the LGBTQ stuff, man. I'm a dude of a certain age, you know. I that that I, I wasn't around in school for that kind of stuff, so I don't know much about it. But I'll say this: there are differences between men and women in strength, as far as that testing you were talking about. Like, if yep. you had your daughter raised to, and you wanted her to fight MMA, if she got in there with a transgender dude and he was well, let me not a transgender person, they were beating the hell out of, you'd have a problem with that. So I, I think they need to have that testing just looking at, okay, look, men are physically different from women as far as strength. So I don't think they should be held to those standards if they're a woman, you know, going into a man. So I think they need to look at that. But uh, as far as just, you know, homosexuality in general, man, look, you go back to Alexander, man. There were Greek divisions in the Army uh, who were <laughs> who were gay, and some of those <laughs> yeah. divisions actually fought better than others because, you know, they were – Couples, I guess you could say. So, I mean, <laughs> like, this is not anything new. This is all the way back to the ancient world, but we tend to get so damn, you know, I don't know. We get real funny about differences, man, but it, it is what it is. I think we're all kind of learning on the fly, and mm-hmm. we get the college kids come home, and they want to throw everything down their, our throat that they've learned and call us intolerant and stuff, and it's like, look, dude, you got to give it some time. People are learning. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of us get mired down in religious dogma. And I think that's a lot of a lot of problem as well. But that could be saved for another time because that could take up a whole show. Right, right. Okay, my thoughts on it. Um, I think until the military can figure this shit out as far as what to do with uh, uh, transgender folks now, homosexuals, I don't give a crap because I'll tell you what. When I went to Iraq, we had uh, a gay guy that uh, uh, ended up get, being awarded a silver star for saving our whole platoon. So. And nobody wanted this guy, and, you know, long story short, nobody wanted this guy in their platoon, uh, you know, because they knew he was gay. But once he got out there on the battlefield, he did the same damn thing that any other soldier would do. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I don't have an issue with homosexuals being in, in, in the military as long as they know what their place is as far as, uh, 
you know, you don't try to push your, 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 uh, uh, your alternative lifestyle on, on other, other troops to make them uncomfortable. And they don't do and in, and in reverse, they don't do the same thing to you as well. So, you know, with that said, the, um, I don't think that, uh, uh as far as, uh, uh, transgender, uh, folks are concerned that, uh, any of them should be joining the military or, or if they are in the military already should be, um, transitioning, now, to that one gender or identifying with anything until they get out of the military. Because right now, I'll be honest with you, the military is just not ready for it. It's something that's way out there in the, in the ball field, and uh, they have no answer for it right now. So until they have an answer, and like uh, Nas said, until they can protect those folks that want to join the military. And again, I don't have a problem with if you want to fight for your country, no matter who you are, that's fine with me. Um, but in the same token you got to know what you're getting yourself into. And a lot of the guys and, and, and girls, even some of the girls that, uh, you know, that I had uh, the pleasure of uh, serving under, uh, they're tough, you know, and if you can't hang with the big dogs, you're going to get kicked off the porch. They're not going to even invite you back. And that, that's a, that's a fact. And as far as the PT test is concerned, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, uh, transgender guys and, and girls that want to uh, transition, they want to be able to still uh, you know, take a part of, those uh advantages that they have in the female world you know uh, and 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 like now i said no a, a man is built genetically stronger than a woman not all men but most men are and it's genetics it's nothing that you know that men are men are sitting out there pumping their chest and saying oh we're we men we stronger you know it's it's not that <laughs> it's uh it's just a it's a proven fact it's genetics and i would have a huge problem if my daughter was uh uh, even even if she was a track star and she was going up against a, a transgender person and, and they were still, uh, you know, they were male, um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me as far as the realm, as far as that realm is concerned. And besides, the Air Force took a took a poll within their own um, within their own military, and 80 percent stated that they believe transgender people should not be allowed to serve. And that the military is being forced to be too politically correct. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have ten. We have about eight minutes left in the show, and um, I'd like to go down since we got every since we got everybody in here. Um, oh crap! I believe uh, is that Kilroy on the on the line? Is that you, Mike? Yeah, it's me. I had a quick thing, to, a quick comment to tell you. About, uh, go ahead. The military here. The military here in New York. Uh, they hold. Sensitivity training somewhere over the past three weeks, and a bunch of the guys were posting about it. They, uh, one guy said, you know, 18 years in the military, and I've never gone through anything like this in my life. Uh, the training said that if you identified, if a soldier identified as a woman, even though they didn't go through the transition, they should be allowed to stay in the female barracks and use the female latrines. Oh, wow. And, See, that and a lot of the other uh, that a lot of the guys had that same problem. Went, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? So wow. I think a lot of what some of them said was the mechanism was put in place by the previous administration and just hasn't been rolled back yet. So that upset a lot. But anyways, I wanted to get that in there just as the frosting on the cake, so to speak, for the conversation, which it was amazing. Yeah, definitely. And and you're absolutely right on that. And that was my point. Uh, um, it's just it's society is is it, maybe maybe them the folks that they that they uh, 
took that poll with, uh, maybe they're correct. You know, 110% when they say that, uh, you know, the political, politically correct society is trying to be forced onto the military now. And there's just, there's a, uh, there's no, in no way, shape or form, uh, can you push uh, PC onto the military? And I think you'd have to agree with that, Mike. Yeah, definitely. It's not going to work. No, definitely not going to work. Try all they want. You can't, you can't legislate human behavior. And something right. like that, when you're in the field, you're on a mission or something like that, and everything is critical, there's no time for any of the games. That's right, it. it doesn't right. work. Well, too bad we didn't get you on earlier on the show here, man. We had quite the conversations going on, but I appreciate you coming in here at the last minute and giving us your input. Oh, no, my pleasure. It sounded like I missed a good show. Yeah, well, you could, uh, all, you know, I'll catch it on um, – on archive listens, if you want to, it was a damn good show tonight. So I, I, uh, I invite you to listen to that as well, Mike. And thanks for coming on. All right. My pleasure. Thank, thanks again. All right. Good night. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got about five, a little over five minutes left in the show here. Um, I like to do final thoughts in the evening and um, I'm going to kind of shoot from the hip tonight on my final thoughts. And um, I'm going to go down, ask everybody, give us a little bit of input, uh, give us their final thoughts on either the show or anything that they want to add. We'll give you one minute to one to one to two minutes to do that. And then uh, then we're going to go ahead and close the show out. So uh, we're going to start with you, Nas. Final thoughts, man. Come on, give it to me. Yeah, well, I'm glad Mike called in because uh, I gave him some bad info on that college, uh, free college in New York. I started to look more into the details, and as always, the devil's in the details. So it's for right. families that make up to a hundred thousand dollars. That's where the cutoff point is, and it's going to go up to one twenty-five. So essentially, we're talking about a giveaway to wealthy people who are able to hide some of their uh, some of their <laughs> income by capital gains and stocks and other things, but they'll be able to use this provision uh, in order to get tuition uh, removed as far as uh, paying for their kids' college. The rub is it doesn't include extra fees. And if anybody here has a student in college, you know those extra fees damn near equal tuition when you start looking at costs. So this is essentially another giveaway uh, to a certain group of folk, but not working class folk. But working class folk will be contributing uh, to help make sure these kids go to school. So uh, that New York free college thing, man, looks really bad as I look at the details. Right, right. All right. And again, thanks, Nas. We really appreciate you coming on the show and you're invited any time that uh, we have to be up. But right now, for those of you who are out there, our schedule is uh, Roundtable Fridays is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Open Topic Saturdays is also 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, J50, go ahead and give us your final thoughts. One, uh, once again, I want to thank all the panelists for being here tonight, everyone who called in. Um, really appreciate talking to you guys. Uh, love uh, dissenting views and having good, uh, good conversations. Love the war room. My final thoughts for tonight. The downfall of the attempts of government and leaders to unite mankind is found in this. In the wrong message that we should see everyone as the same. This is the root of failure and harmony. Because truth is, we should not see everyone as the same, for we are not the same. We are made of different colors, and we are from different cultures, different backgrounds, and different creeds. We are all different. But the key to this door is to look at these differences, respect these differences, and learn about these differences. That way we can grow within these differences. We are all different. We are not the same. And that's okay. And that is beautiful in the quest for unity and peace. I couldn't agree more, Jay. And, uh, 
and uh, we'll get back to you in just a second. And of course, it's always a pleasure to have you on as uh, my co-host, Billy Montana. You got a minute to talk about any final thoughts, sir? Actually, I hope you forgive me. I do. I do appreciate the opportunity uh, uh, to shoot my mouth off here on on, <laughs> on your on your show. Um, I want people to know that. Uh, uh, check this out. It's not up. We hit it. Um, Paragon Broadcasting Network dot com. Paragon Broadcasting Network dot com. Uh, that's going to be coming up here on the web here in about a week. Uh, we had it on the web uh, for a good, uh, well, about a year and a half, and I pulled it down so I could do revamp it. And uh, the show Talk America USA with your host Billy Montana, which I've had big stars on my show in the past. Uh, we're going to be bringing that back up through ParagonBroadcastingNetwork.com. Check it out. It is a network. It's not just news and entertainment. You know, news talk. It's entertainment, and uh, you got to check it out. And big stars. God bless you, man. I miss you, man. He used to live in Arizona, and I used to aggravate the heck out of him, but this guy is really cool, and I take my hat off to you, Big Sarge. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Billy, and I appreciate you being a part of the program. It's always an honor to have somebody who's been in the radio field as long as you have, in a broadcasting field as long as you have, uh, come on to a, a show like ours, as young as it is, and uh, give your input and insight. Again, uh, the honor is all mine for having you on our show, and I want to thank uh, uh, Dan Steele as well. Hold on there, Zach. I haven't forgot about you. And I want to thank Dan Steele as well. Uh, for coming on to the show and, and and sharing his thoughts here on Open Topic Saturday. Again, another tremendous honor for myself to have uh, a, a great uh, radio personality such as himself and, and Billy uh, on our show. Uh, Jay and I definitely appreciate uh, both of you guys coming on. So, Zach, give us your final thoughts, and we'll close it out with you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me on uh, the show. And my final thought will will be this. You know, I thought tonight was a great example of my point, which is it's really about maturity of thought process and maturity of communication. I think things such like that, maturity and intelligence, that's what we need to strive for as a country and technically as a world. Um, But because we're American, we're very modern or, you know, we're, we have, you know, we're advanced in thought process and we have good schooling systems, or at least we could say that, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we need to strive for is, is maturity in, in all forms. And I think we did that tonight and I'm appreciative that I was involved. Great, great. Well, it's always great to have you uh, come to the show and you're more than happy. Uh, you're more than, more than welcome. I, I should say to come back uh, again and again, for all those that are listening out there uh, all over the world, this is Big Sarge with my co-host, j 5 We appreciate you all listening in. We appreciate everybody that had uh, come to the chat room to add their comments, questions. Uh, it was great to have you all here. Again, look for us every Friday and Saturday uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. Again, thanks, everyone, and God bless you, and God bless the USA. Glorious, no I-